Ooh, I do like this one. All right, all right, all right. I'm Alex. I'm Caleb. And this is the Easy Speaking Podcast. And uh, we have ourselves a guest today. Yes, indeed all we do. All the way from Colorado, Mr. Joshua Holden. He jumped on a plane and come all the way here just to be on this podcast. That's the only reason. He sure did. <laughs> and if you're wondering, yes, we are related. <laughs> He's Poor my Josh. brother, yeah. And uh, since he was in town and he heard a little bit of our previous podcast and um, he was interested. And we we're interested to see how his time was elsewhere. So um, welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Great to be here. Super excited. Super Wonderful. Stoked. Yes. Yeah. And a uh, little bit of reference. <laughs> uh, I just got off of work. Alex is fi- uh, fixing to go into work here soon, and Josh is um, finished helping others at uh, a lumberyard. So, simply put, we're kind of in a transition period. But um, how is everybody else doing? I'm alive. That's good. Bringing. Now I got my first COVID shot. Yes, you did. Yeah. That was Monday, right? I, yes, it was. I could finally move my arm again. Was Yeah, it was sore like a tetanus. Oh, God, dude. Couldn't even move, like, three inches outwards? Couldn't happen. Nothing. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, feel good otherwise, though. Oh, that's good. Uh, how about you, Josh? I'm good. Yeah, I helped out just for three days, and I'm going to go through uh, some stuff here and prepare for the drive back out to Avon, Colorado. Yeah, um... How long is your route? I mean, would you be able to crush it in one day or take a stop? No, so... <laughs> yeah. It's it's 24 hours. Uh, it's going to take two days. So, yeah. 12 hours a day. That's a fun... I've done the drive a, a good number of times back when I was over the road. It's a beautiful drive. Yeah. There's absolutely. a lot of fun... There's a couple of fun places to stop on the way, too. Yeah. Only I remember the names of them. I might have been drunk. <laughs> Hopefully not while driving. <laughs> okay. No booze the fifth. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Negative. <laughs> but uh, that is a beautiful drive. Especially if you go south, you take the 40, go through. You can go through Texas, then eventually make your way back up north. Mm-hmm. And going through the uh, 10-gallon hat of Texas is a fun little drive. Very nice. Yeah. So, well, that's going to be, I think, your longest road trip for you, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. before that, on my own, it was just a coastal, and that was five hours. So yeah, mm-hmm. granted, I mean, five hours at what, like nineteen years old, eighteen? Right, it'll put a tax on you. Yeah. you know? But at the same time, twenty-four hours over the span of two days. Yeah, the longest I've done was twelve hours, and that was to Florida. Okay. Yeah, but um, hell, what is the longest I've done from South Carolina to the northwest of? Washington State. In a yeah, truck or in your car? In a truck. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I was about to say. If I ever wanted to go there for personal reasons, I'm flying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that drive again. Uh, man, <laughs> no, that does not sound fun. But it's fun when you go for Oregon, though. Beautiful state. <laughs> Beautiful state. Oh, man. Well, um, so, let's uh, ask Josh some things, man. So, Josh, when you were... Up in Avon this past winter, you were working at a ski resort, weren't you? That's right, yeah. I went out there, it's uh, it's called Beaver Creek, and pretty much uh, was able to do it through a mutual friend, uh, Roland, he's freaking awesome. He actually just got a promotion, so he's going to be there for a while, making good money. Um, yeah, I used him as a reference, and pretty much threw all my stuff in here, mom's in a storage unit and just flew out right didn't think twice and okay so to preference him making the move to go to colorado uh he was previously living with me and alex for a short period of time made the decision once he had an opportunity and um he dipped out so just kind of split yeah yeah it was kind of a split decision because you woke up one day saying like i'm gonna do this that's exactly what it was yep those are some of the most fun decisions though (laughs) see not a bad way to not a bad way to do it no i I would think so what did you do at the resort what was your main you had a couple of jobs responsibility yeah so far i've worked two this summer will be my third one because they're all seasonal Mm -hmm. and 
The first one, um, I'm definitely going to do again next winter. I don't know if I'll do it a third time because I have school in my mind and it's like 12 hour shifts for uh, four days in a row, four days off, and then three days in a row, and then three days off. Um, and what was enjoyable about that? I mean, I mean, just like having freedom uh, to go out and just do like what we needed to get done and then we, and then we could come back. So I was mm. a snowmaker. And we're dressed up like cops. Basically, we have radios and everything, helmets, <laughs> and uh, yeah, snow police. Yeah, yeah, the snow police. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. We we get these like uh, really big boots with um, this like really thick bottom and, and like steel toe because we'll be on ice. And if you're wearing like rubber snowboard boots, you're just Ooh. gonna keep sliding. Ooh. And there, there's plenty of times where I was actually like using them to 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 have to stop myself and like kind of like. Have, having fun and like skiing a little bit because you can kind of like cut in with those edges and yeah that that was a lot of fun and basically what the job was was like you go out there with a um you hike a lot in the beginning because there's not enough snow to ride the snowmobiles mm-hmm. and um so i got in really good shape and you basically just use a uh, high pressured air and water uh through these like uh they look like firefighter hoses basically and it's like the same uh, like PSI rating, okay. and you you have to connect them properly. I, I'll I'll touch on uh, almost like getting my face blown off. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was crazy. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So you, you you have to connect them right and use them properly because it's very very dangerous. Um, right. Which, which also gives it that like thrilling feel you know like that like you're on the edge of you know like something happening but you're in complete control of it yeah right in the needle right yeah yeah so and i actually got hired to be a controller and so you sit in this room they call it a box mm-hmm. and uh there's just like all these like imagine like a uh, like a pc gamer that's been living in the basement or like his mom's house for like 20 years <laughs> and he's got all the lights yeah all the, the, whole, the whole thing's lit up with, with screens and um yeah so they, they trained me for that and it's like i'm i'm the base for all the the snowmakers uh for whenever they go out they want to know the temperature so that way they can gauge the amount of water so that mm-hmm. way they make the proper um snow because if you make it too wet it's not good if it's too dry it's not even snow it blows away yeah so i was doing that and then i walk around and there's these like huge uh like engines like basically like uh compressors and getting to know how to do that with the computer and then they hired another controller and i was uh, starting off on the night shift and that's when uh roland was like the supervisor for that and so Mm -hmm. um Whenever we got two of us trained, the manager was like, "Do so you guys can start like going out, and we'll have somebody else be the controller if you want to." Mm-hmm. And me and the other guy were like, "Heck yeah! Like we want to get out, get out there and have fun instead of sitting in here like bored all the time." Right. And so um, I switched to to A crew, which was the day shifts of that same schedule. Okay. And so whenever I went out there. My my supervisor was like a pretty strict dude. Yeah. And he was he wanted to treat like the military. He really wanted to get in the air force, and he couldn't. And huh. um, yeah, he he always talked about that. He's bummed about that. But um, I've got a question for yeah. you. I never did think of it until just now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you first arrived as the controller. That was your job, mm-hmm. and then not too long after, mm-hmm. you were actually managing the equipment. So right question is how beneficial was that knowledge before having to go out and manage all the equipment because since none, you, none whatsoever it, it didn't did, even correlate no the only thing that correlated was i could understand if there was a frustration of um both sides trying to come to an agreement because all the snowmakers they're like i want uh to know this right now and if like everybody's calling on the radio and your controller like you're trying to to look at all the numbers and what's written down and stuff like that and yeah. things get confusing. So I had respect for the controllers. It it was like But the knowledge behind maybe where some of the equipment was that you're actually walking out to and not nah, really. No. Nah. That that's why this this happened. So I went out there and they call them gun runs because they're all snow guns and you kind of do a run through them on like the the trail. Like okay. The, the skiing um, path or whatever. And 
So he goes over there and he's like, so how do you feel? And they, they kind of show me, but they didn't train me. They, I like watched basically and, and it was super fast and they, they got me through um, with not nearly as much training as the other guys at that time. And so I go up to it and uh, so someone is will check the snow quality uh, with their, their gear. They, um, it's called Heli Hansen and um, that's like the type of that's the brand that has the right type of material uh, to where you don't get um, wet. Okay. Yeah. And it's like it's like really expensive, but uh, you use it and you look at your your left forearm whenever because you go and stand in where where the snow uh, is being like blasted. Not, you have to yeah. stand in like the right spot and you look at it and if it's uh, just like bouncing off like beads, it's too dry. And if you just see it absolutely just super wet. Like it's it's too wet. Like if you see like any wetness like on your, it should it should come down like and right in the middle. Stick just a little. Bit. Exactly, it'll mm-hmm. it'll stick. And what what I found from uh, one guy that was pretty experienced, if you take your right hand and kind of pinch it, it'll make this uh, like flat uh, shape basically, and you can kind of like brush it off, and you kind of like flick right. it off with with your other hand. But um, so my supervisor was out uh, checking the snow. Yeah. And they have signals to where uh, turn up the water, turn down the water, and turn on the air, turn off the air. Was it like actual hand signals? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with, yeah. With lights at yeah. nighttime and then hand signals during the day. Okay. And yeah. um, so you are supposed to have the air on all the way. And these are like hydrants. Mm-hmm. Um, you turn on the air and then like you, or you, you start. I can't remember the process. Either way. Air has to be air has to be all the way on when when the gun's on, and then you um, can gauge the water, uh, like I was saying, for the right um, for the perfect like snow quality. Yeah. So he he's giving me the signals. I didn't know that they're they're like they they had shown me the signals, but I forgot and I got them mixed up in my head. Oh so no! So what, what happens is what happened was uh, he was doing a signal, I think, for more water or, mm-hmm. or less water. And so I went down and aired. I thought he said less air. And so I turned it down about half. And so then he kept doing these things and he was just like, I don't know what's going on. And he comes over there and he walks over there. And the air hose on the hydrant was only like three quarters of the way on. Uh-oh. And it's like probably three or 400 PSI. Yeah, and because uh, yeah. mo- most of the hoses are rated to 450 psi, but since it was like three fourths of the way down, and if that thing would have completely came off, it would have blasted my face, and I would have lost half my face. Oh. And so he came over, and he, he immediately shut off the air, turned down the water, and he was like, you know, well, what? He, he like literally got down on his knees, and and I kind of like sat down. He was like, he took a deep breath, and he was like, you know, what almost just happened, right? And I was like, yeah, let's not talk about it. I was like, all right, <laughs> just yeah, out. let's. Uh, don't think about it for yeah. a minute. Yeah. And Just don't do that again. Right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's crazy, man. Yeah. I have... You've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. And it was whenever I came out to see you not too long ago while you were working there. You actually encountered some wildlife. And it wasn't the friendly kind, was it? Oh, no way. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I got tracked by a uh, bobcat. Or what are they called? The cougars. C- coug- cougars. No, the mountain lions. Mountain, mountain, mountain lions. There I was about to say, are we talking about a four-year-old woman or? A- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, mountain lion. I um, the reason it happened is because I was going out with my coworker, <clears throat> and it was just super dark, and he wanted to do no lights and just walk around and kind of get his eyes adjusted or whatever, and, and look just, at the stars maybe. Yeah, if there yeah. were any. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which it's beautiful nights out there but oh, yeah it's, and it's so clear <laughs> the stars are so bright it's awesome mm. and so we go down um we eventually start turning on our lights and we go down and meet up with uh, the cat drivers because they would basically smush and flatten out all the snow that we make because whenever you make it you blow it in one direction yeah. and mm-hmm. you go check on the other to come back and you kind of can move it to other ones and so it's called a whale so it's like this big like hump like in, in the run if you're going down. Yeah. And uh, the Got cat it. drivers were on the radio, and they have all these lights, and they have a spotlight they can point with with their hand. And they're like, yeah, we just want to let you know that uh, there's a mountain lion on this trail. 
uh, keep your head on swivel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're like, all right, well, crap. And we, we end up finding out more information like 30 minutes later, and it was following me and Zane because we'd have our lights on, and it was like curious. And, oh, yeah. and, and they, so all the other crews were lit up, but you're kind of off. Right. We, we were, were right, probably we were just, just watching, like, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> There's some National Geographic shit right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting because that mm-hmm. happened not too long after I visited you. And you're like, yeah, last week I just got tracked by a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, it's just so casual. No, it's just a big cat. And yeah. It just wanted to play, I swear. It wasn't hungry. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Ooh, well, so, yeah, you leave. Go ahead. So when you were up there, mm-hmm. so when you weren't working, what were you guys up to? I mean, did you ever go down into Denver or down in the Golden or... In any of those areas and on your time off we kind of just hung around i mean we would occasionally take the bus and and go into like the actual avon town but other than that mm-hmm. i mean kind of just just hung out so stayed mainly up on the mountain right yeah hmm. which is again a beautiful area avon's right at vale if right. i remember correctly that's, that's yeah right. so that's you're about twelve thousand feet up at that point mm-hmm. and he gave me one of the greatest gifts I remember. Mm-hmm. It was a rye whiskey came straight out of Vale. Yeah, I can't remember the title of it. It yeah, was only it, made there. Yeah, it was. It was served there, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's only in that because um, I went into the. It was aged like nine months to a year, something like that. It's rye. All right, Google fingers, make it work. Figure it out. <laughs> Fine, if you want. There know, can't but... be many of them made. Up. There's not many of them made up there. So I've I've still got the bottle back of the apartment. But yeah, I went into the liquor store and I was like, I want some. My brother's coming to town. I want something that can only be bought here. Mm-hmm. And it was it was called Eagle uh, something because that river, which is the same water that we would use for making snow, was called Eagle River, and it so, was made like I think oh. something like yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. so I found a picture of it, and it's mm-hmm. called Tenth Mountain mm-hmm. Rye Whiskey. So and the water's aged- from the river up in that mountain. All the snow, oh, I mean, God. all the snow from the beginning without it, with snowfall, yeah, the the river will uh, decrease, like, a lot. Yeah. Because we're pumping all of it to make snow with, with that's, air. That's some clean water. Mm-hmm. That, that has been, to be. That'd been a damn good whiskey. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. But the thing is, it's that, very sharp. And coloring taste. on it was beautiful. It's, it's you light. tell it was a little younger, but it's still... One year in oak barrels, so... Well, okay, I mean, now this is the whiskey talk, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I did not mean to interrupt. What else were you up to no, on your time right. off? <laughs> I mean, that that was pretty much it. I mean, mm-hmm. the like in the beginning, you know, we couldn't really ride like on our days off till the mountain was open. I mean, everyone else would go out and ride um, once it got open, but mm-hmm. I'm still a beginner snowboard, so snowboarder, so. I yeah, really go out that much. it's pretty daunting. I mean, if you go to oh, yeah. altitudes and slopes <laughs> mm-hmm. like that, I mean, this past winter myself, I went, I would say, a good many times, like three or four times to different areas. And on the East Coast, there's there's some gnarly places, but mm-hmm. it's nothing like the West in Denver. Mm-hmm. And right. the mountains are nothing like the mountains <laughs> out the West either. <laughs> no, they're they're brand new mountains in terms of geological aspects, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. You know what I also noticed? What's up? Whenever I came to visit you, um, I wasn't expecting the culture there. I mean, it was very. I guess it felt high society. <laughs> right. That area it's, 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 it's a wealthy place. Yeah. 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 Um, that's that's what I felt. I mean, it was very nice overall. Aside mm-hmm. from you know, snow is beautiful, but it's gross and you can get sloshed up, and mm-hmm. they make it very pretty. Aside from that fact, and um, they got to keep the Range Rovers clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see all those. According to Zillow, houses in that area. What? Small three bed, three bath house. Sure. One story, three million dollars. Oh, to start with. Oh. oh man. I mean, that's the that was one of the least expensive houses I could find in that area. And you're just browsing yeah, for just, 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 just yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Man. I think I've got three mil in my pocket. I can just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it's worth. It's exclusivity to them. I mean, it's extremely exclusive. Right. I mean, there's. The the tour most of the tourists that come into that area are usually going a little lower on the mountain down the Breck. 
or Breckenridge Bre- as right, most people. Right, right. Yeah. Most yeah. people know it as Breckenridge, but that's mm-hmm. where most of the tourists are going. You go up the mm-hmm. Vale and Avon, it's mm-hmm. a lot of people that either live there, have vacation homes there. It's mm-hmm. you know Yeah. There's just it's it's definitely the one percenters. I mean, what would right. you think? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, though, uh, I'm pretty sure whenever I was doing a gun run with Oscar, he said, "That's Tom Hanks's house." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "I'm like ninety percent sure." Yeah. <laughs> and he's just seen him walking around, yeah. or yeah, huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I could see his backyard easily. Interesting. But, yeah. A lot of them buy, and again, you'll. It's just it's a nice retreat for mm-hmm. him. A lot of a lot of people don't know about the Vale Avon area, because it, yeah, it's just they pass through it and they see this beautiful Hallmark looking. T- it looks like a Hallmark. It really does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even look real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just they pass through it because it just doesn't. You know, they don't. They've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't stop in there. You don't know anything about it. It is interesting. I mean, whenever I visited. I flew into Denver, Colorado, and it was just like any other airport. city. Yeah, actually, mm. there's some conspiracy behind some of the airports. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, about. I've heard some stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I even saw that, and whenever I landed, I'm like, oh, whoa. Wait, <laughs> and so what? I instantly walked over to the murals, and I took pictures. I'm like, whoa. Do you know anything about this? Look, I've flown in that airport couple of times because you know my dad's best friend lives in denver that airport's newer too yeah and so, that's part of the conspiracy what, because what there's some influence i forgot all about two. this <laughs> i know this is just an add-in but yeah. <laughs> well, someone's someone said one of them um, one of the predicted some of the depictions that you know it showed or something yeah well i i just know one of them uh there's a, a good I mean, I, I got really close to him when I was working with him at the ski rental shop. His name's Jack, and he said that he was actually born in Vail, um, right? Which, which is like super are, rare. Yeah, what do you call them unicorns. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone in Colorado that's a native, uh, they're called unicorns because they're so rare to find. Everybody else that's is just starting from to come over in Greenville now. Right. Yeah. Yuppies. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yankees. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But no, yeah, he, no, we love everybody. Yeah, he said that uh, uh, one of them was that it was like a concentration camp or something like that. Yeah, what? It's not, it's just like, it, and something about the horse, because you know that, that blue, uh, like, Bronco or whatever it is. Yeah. You see there's something with that at, at night or something that has, like, red eyes or some crazy oh, stuff. Oh, the actual statue out yeah. front. That, yeah, that's also... There's, yeah, there's some crazy stuff. I'm there at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there was like a base underneath the airport or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. and you know, high society only knew about that. And I'm right. like Illuminati oh, status. Yeah. Yeah, there's some <laughs> freaky stuff behind it. I man. mean, that airport it is kind of in the middle of nowhere in a sense. It's, it's not near the city. It's not as close to the city anymore. Yeah, it's because it used there. The, yeah. this. The airport used to be right downtown, mm. and when they built this one, they built it a little farther out. Little. Damn, it, it was like a two an and a half hour drive up the whole well, mountain. The mountain yeah. yeah. The mountain, the bay, about halfway up that mountain's about an hour from downtown Denver. Because mm-hmm. it's so funny. Last time I was, uh, I was with a trucking company based out of Denver for almost a year. Okay. And in the spring, you'll be up in Vail and it's 30 degrees and snowing. Mm-hmm. And then you get down to Denver, it's sunny and 75 and you're going to a baseball game. Yeah, it's, it's like a little shock. It's mind fucking the world. An hour <laughs> drive got me from uh, it's freezing my ass off to enjoying a baseball game in the spring weather. Something else. That's uh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's also from an aerial view shaped as a swastika. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I see. I'm not so, that deep into it. There's yeah. multiple well, theories. I heard, I heard multiple theories. <laughs> that is very interesting. But I mean, now I'm gonna have to. I'm do some research yeah. on this. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm surprised. This is the first time you heard of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just fly in there. I, I... But you have to look around. You have to I'm have... Not, I'm not looking around. I'm not even sober on the plane. <laughs> Don't be sheeple. Look. <laughs> I mean, when I was there, I was just trying to find the right terminal. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just trying to make sure I was going to the right place. Yeah. It is a very... 
they they quick streamed that airport. Though. I showed up 20 minutes before a flight. Once again, I was going to miss my flight. Mm -hmm. They had me through TSA in five minutes. Wow, yeah. And it was a pretty decent line. I was like, cool, I'm not going to miss my plane. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good about that when I flew out here. I mean, it was straightforward for me. I mean... Yeah, like, like you guys said, uh, I mean, Alex was spot on uh, about his description about it. It's like, for the wealthy, I mean, those multi-million dollar houses, they those millionaires use it for like a week or two out of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they still pay for it for the whole time. It becomes an Airbnb that we can't afford after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly. Oh, and uh, when I was at the rental shop, they have a pair of... Shaq's ski boots just stashed away. <laughs> like in storage? Yeah, just, just like just I couldn't see him shack. skiing. He's so fucking big. I mean, I mean if you wouldn't know what to do if you're at the base of that mountain and you see Shaq <laughs> coming down. Oh my god. Imagine if he hit a kid. Oh my god. <laughs> it would just be obliterated. Anybody would die. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be safer if a bear was skiing down the mountain. He's just a I couldn't imagine if he couldn't stop. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, no. Well, obviously, if he has his own reserved boots, then he's done it once or twice. Well, I mean, okay. they have to custom make <laughs> right. them. Even if he's only yeah. skied once, they yeah. had to be custom made. Right. Just think of that. Yeah. Nobody has feet that big. Yeah. I've no. seen a pair of his shoes at the Smithsonian. Yeah. And I could fit your head in them, Cleb. <laughs> and that's a pretty big pair of shoes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Slightly. But, I mean... <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I look your in, uh, your Instagram story popped up one day somebody had broken a pair of skis and I feel like that's a pretty difficult thing that, to do that's insanely hard to do I don't know how they did it it really tried to <laughs> you had and, to and the guy said he skied down the mountain just just like that looking like that god almighty yeah yeah so, I mean worst case I mean if he hits a divot in the snow, and that broken part goes under. I mean, he's he's wiping out. Right. It, it's and that just little, wiping out on skis scares me. Cause I'm like, your ankles are stationary. These ain't moving. Well, that and, funny. Funny you say that. I thought the same thing. I was terrified of mm -hmm. like the, just the idea of that. But it's actually safer than snowboarding because they have this thing called a den setting to where. Based off your height, weight, age, and skier ability, beginner, intermediate, or expert. Right. They have um, like one through eight to where it knows this, uh, like the amount of force, if it happens, you'll pop out of your skis. So yeah, you're in your no boots. And, and, yeah, and the skis will do whatever. But snowboarding, on the other hand, you're, lo you're locked in there. So yeah. I know this because the past couple of times I went over the winter, mm -hmm. we had a friend who skied, and that's exactly what happened because mm -hmm. he was. In between beginner and intermediate, he full sent it. Yeah. And I've seen him bail, and it just pops right off his foot like it's yep. magic. And you're like, that would have been like a broken ankle all day. All day. Yeah. If it didn't release at the right oh, time. Yeah. See, I'm below beginner, so <laughs> I've never even... There, actually, there actually is one for that. It's like <laughs> minus one. It's like There's a negative one? Yeah. It's for people that uh, have been injured before and just getting back to it or oh. are just like extremely timid. So, uh, yeah, that's okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, uh, put me on this little baby hill. If I don't fall... Then we'll go to the we'll go to the bunny slope. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try something else. I don't know. Who knows? As long as there's a bar at the bottom of the slope, we're good. Oh yeah. Shoot. I mean, I, I can. That's my motivation. My... <laughs> you. Well, no. What's the motivation is that there is a slope or a ski resort on the east coast. That at the very top there is an actual bar and a hangout area. That's the dangerous part because it's uh -huh. at the top. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get I'm gonna get up here. I'm going to have my skis. I'm like, How do I get I've down? only had three whiskeys. I can make it down. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That's, it's that uh, mentality. I'm like, I can make it down. I feel warm and fuzzy. I feel great. Yeah, that's yeah, Beach Mountain now that I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need I need the bar to be at the bottom so that once I get up there, I mean I have no choice but to go down. There's a bar both at the bottom and top. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. the. I'm not an alcoholic. I just need motivation. <laughs> <laughs> what was baffling to me, um, whenever I was able to hang out with you and a couple of your friends, we walked down to that downtown area of Avon, mm -hmm. and the shops that were there 
I mean, I honestly felt like I was in, like, freaking Beverly Hills or something. Yeah. But in the mountains. Yeah. You know, those, like, Versace, those Gucci. It's actually similar to Beverly. When I went to Beverly Hills and then I drove through Avon, it's actually very freaking. I nailed it. That and a little bit of West Hollywood, but, you know. You understand? That's just very bougie, very, yeah. So it's safe to say we can call it Beverly Creek. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna put him for a name change. We're gonna, really we cool. got this. Oh boy, yeah. We well, got the Ooh. hills or the mountains. Yeah. So. Oh, and uh, the I noticed uh, we just got on the subject of like you know famous people and whatnot. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever I, I was there, uh, when the mountain was open, Mike Pence was there. We we caught word. Apparently, he was he was skiing there, and he had agents with him, and. Mm. All this stuff. Skiing with him down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Rad! Eyes in the black suits with the sunglasses on skis. Not only they are certified secret service agent, but they know how to ski. <laughs> They're fucking steezy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hit you it. You know they had that before they left the White House. They were like, all right, which one of you guys knows how to ski? Who wants to go on a ski? We're on a ski vacation. Who's on point? <laughs> God almighty. That's, that's got to be you know, when I look at Mike Pence, I don't really see a guy that could ski. I don't. I, that, that didn't strike me. And especially at that level, like that's not going to play around with either. No, right? I mean, yeah. huh? No offense to Mike Pence, I don't need them <laughs> to come busting down the door. Okay, no, I mean respect in that regard in mm-hmm. terms of physical activity. Okay, that, that had to been that had to been wild, especially because. <laughs> Well, you know, a lot of times when they travel like that, a lot of Secret Service are plain clothes. You wouldn't know them if you saw them until a... No, why would you stand cause, out? Because somebody's going to approach Pence, and then some guy out of nowhere in a flannel is going to come and tackle you. Yeah, unsuspectingly, <laughs> like, you think you just found him alone, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, he's never <laughs> alone. Like, that's the Big funny Big Brother's part. always watching him. That's yeah. the funny part, you know? Well, small tangent, but yeah, yeah. you saw Pence. Yeah. yeah, well, he was in the vicinity. Right, right. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm sure like that that it was real. I mean, like, there's no way like somebody would make that up. That that sounds like a really weird thing to make up. But I know, right. I know it's real because I um, I know some ticket scanners, and even if you're not an employee, whenever they scan the ticket, it says like their name, their birthday, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So everyone has to get scanned, even with like masks, you know. Yeah, like yeah. They, which they, is smart. Yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a good security measure to have. Yeah. I so mean, yeah, that was pretty wild. Mm. We I should have... uh, we should talk about uh, some legal weed. Oh, yeah. we haven't even touched upon it. It's yeah. thirty-two no. minutes in. <laughs> so you're you're in one of the oldest legal weed state, or I think it is the oldest mm. we- legal weed state Washington, in the country. I think. I right. just learned this yet. Well, legal, yes. Yeah, legal. Like, right. State level, legal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were, the, they were, I'm pretty sure, the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I did hear on the radio, I was listening to the Rise Guys. Shout out. Hey! hey. hey. Rise Guys. Oh, yeah. 93.3, the planet. Rocks! <laughs> so, we need some of that Rise Guys P1 Pilsner now. Yeah. Can we get sponsored, please? <laughs> so, uh, I'll yeah. call Thomas Creek tomorrow. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, everyone was, was celebrating the holiday and they were doing a, a stoner edition of jeopardy and before that they were just throwing out some facts and or no it, it, it was in the jeopardy it was like what was the first state to where you could uh uh smoke weed but like keep it personal that's that's how i took it i can't remember what the exact word so you're talking weed. about recreate no 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 yeah, pardon well, personal growth and no distribution that, kind of like decriminalizing it, it in a sense. Yeah, yeah. that's probably what. Rather than public sale. Yeah, yeah, but that's but it was it was in like 1970. No, guess guess, guess which state it was. I really don't know this. It was Alaska, the first <laughs> state that opened it up. Yeah, it was like in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, uh, I, it, that's why so many old. people flocked there. <laughs> ah. It yeah. had to have been a rough environment to try to grow marijuana in. Mm. Honestly, I wouldn't think so. There's like rich and fertile soil in areas. Obviously, not I guess, not I guess you could do it seasonally. Yeah. 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 Or inside. Because I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I, know. A, I know very little about how it grows. I don't know, like, if you can even grow it if it's cold. Does it have. It's got to be inside. It's got to be humid. It's got to be. Well, it's, it's just like any other plant, literally. I mean, if it's 
Excuse me. Well, you don't keep them outside (laughs) when it's winter because they'll wither away. Mm -hmm. It's a plant, so tend to it with that mindset. Mm -hmm. But um, how about, because this is recent with Denver or Mm -hmm. Colorado as a whole, how has culture changed? I mean, we come from a Bible Belt state, and then you're thrown into... It's peace, love, and hippies saying it's cool, man. You know, and the, they, they with, told us that weed was bad here. Weed will kill I know, you, right? Hey, man, it's the devil. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> uh, what I notice is it, those oh, people that that grew up there, they're way more experimental with drugs, like tripping. Um, because they're, it's it's people from all over, right? Well, I, I thought For you were saying part, like like or... the difference from like there versus here, like how oh, it was I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Culturally, they're uh, they're way more open to to try hallucinogens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, weren't they the next one to decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms? Psil- uh, mushrooms. Well, I know they psilocybin. did. Because I'm pretty sure it was written... like two years ago that happened. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, you know I yeah. I. I remember hearing that story break, which was, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Yes, because... Yeah. But, uh, so have you stopped in a dispensary mm-hmm. since you've been there? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about my first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I, uh, I'm with Roland and two of his roommates, it was Shelby and Steph. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, one of our other friends was there. Yeah, yeah, Nathan, he was like, he's like 19, okay. so he couldn't go in. Uh, Cause you have to be twenty one. Yep. And so we all um, we all smoked, and I was like really really baked. And for the first time for, walking well, in, or yeah, well, experiencing first, legal quote unquote. Yeah. So like we, <laughs> we we smoked at at Roland's house, and then Shelby has this like super nice car, so she wanted to go through the car wash, and then uh, stop at the dispensary. Dispensary they call it the dispo for short. Mm-hmm. And hey, bro, so, let's hit up the dispo. Yeah, <laughs> dispo, bro. And uh, I, I was in the car wash, and I felt like a kid seeing it for the first time. I was so high. I was like, "This is crazy! <laughs> what the fuck is going on?" And so it, it was right next to the dispo, and so she pulls around, parks, and everybody uh, pulls up their their masks, mm-hmm. and. Um, and Roland steps out, and I'm sitting in the backseat with Nathan and Shelby's dog. It's this cute little, like, half Pomeranian, half something else. It's, like, an absolutely adorable dog. And <laughs> Roland's like, all right, let's go. I'm like, there's no way, dude. There's, there's no <laughs> way. I'm, like, terrified. And he's like, this is verbatim what he said. Josh, this is the part where you get out of the car and go inside and get some weed. Yeah. And I said, I can't do it, dude. I can't. <laughs> I can't <take> it out. <laughs> It's like, uh, uh, yeah, nah. So I, I sat in the car and pet the dog with Nathan. And then they came back, and I, I eventually went like a week later. And... Well, I mean, grown up down here, we're like, yeah. When you think of buying weed, you're thinking of sketchy Joe on the corner, and the cops yeah. are about to bust you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a my dad's best friend lives in Denver, and you know, uh, I went up there, and I don't use, but I went into a dispensary, and some of the stuff they had, man, sodas. They have mm-hmm. sodas, man. Crazy. And it's like, wait. Yeah. You just be drinking it, walk down the street, and you're getting high. Yeah. <laughs> they had this, uh, I was asking them about a lot of this stuff, and they have this powder. It looks like a packet of Splenda. It's a little, yeah. It's tasteless, it's colorless, and you put it in your beer. And it's 10 you, milligrams THC. Oh, boy. And you don't taste it, and you're just drinking your beer, and you're getting cross-faded. Just, I'm like, what? Just, it's just your normal beer, but you, know, you spike it. Sprays, yeah. chocolate bars, yeah. look, they look like Hershey bars. Mm-hmm. Anything you could think of, if they could turn it into an edible, <laughs> they did. Yeah. It happened. And it's just like they're experienced in it. Right. I mean, and right. that's what they do, so it's going to be the quality. It's going to be It's going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like when you're not in a legal market, like one guy's brownie's going to be, blah, one guy's brownie's going to, Knock you on your ass, and you're not gonna know yeah. who you Throw are. Throw you for a loop, yeah, because yeah. dosage, right? Yeah. They measure, and well, yeah, and I mean they do it. It's it's, it's like a factory. Mm-hmm. They do it, you know. They they they've got recipes, and they do it the same every time, so they mm-hmm. you're not getting screwed, right? Yeah. And it doesn't scare people. Yeah, yeah. That that's a 
That's also the thing I wish people would uh, be more accustomed to smoking first instead of taking edibles. Mm-hmm. Because if you take an edible, that's a whole other level. And you can, mm-hmm. and if you take too much of an edible, it's way scarier than if you smoke too much. Yeah. If you smoke too much, you know, you wait like two or three hours and you'll, you'll, you'll come back to where you were. If you take an edible, you have to wait way longer and it's mm-hmm. way scarier. Because it's going through to start your whole system. It's in right. your stomach now too. Yeah. And- I mean, I think it like produces this other chemical, like because it gets processed through your mm-hmm. liver or whatever, and, so, and yeah. people have oh, to be you're patient with chemistry of edibles, yeah. right? How it's like different. I, I was oh. saying I wish people would be more open to smoking for the first time versus taking edibles, because mm-hmm. they see smoking. I mean, it's it's painted this. I mean, people painted this picture to where it's like. Oh yeah, man! Like smoking dope, like it's a negative connotation. If, if that's what I was looking mm-hmm. for, yeah, yeah. But if you smoke, you know, wait it out, fine. Edible, you can't wait it out as quick, you know, and it's, yeah. it's stronger, yeah. it's scarier, it lasts have, longer, right? Yeah, and people are impatient. It, yeah, but it takes some yep. edibles forty-five minutes to even yeah. an hour and a half to hit. Yeah, and people are like, well, I want to get high now, and then they eat another one. Yep, and that's then the another danger. one, yeah. and then after two hours. They don't, they're, they're dead. Yeah. They're dead. <laughs> Not yeah. literally dead, but I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're like... They become detached, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. You and the couch are... One. <laughs> There's no getting up. Yeah, I I took a dose that I thought was good. Waited 45 minutes, and I was like, well, don't feel anything. As I'm eating the second dose, it hits, and I go, oh, no. it's in my mouth, and I'm like, I don't want to ruin it, you know, so I just sucked it up. Like, oh, All right, doubling down. Chips are on the table. We're going for a ride. <laughs> yeah, I went to the moon, saw Jesus, met, met everyone ever, so. Went past outer space. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait a second. You met everyone? Mm-hmm. Did you meet Kurt Cobain? Did he tell you that Courtney Love did it? Stop she it. She definitely did it. Stop yes! it. Don't bring that up. That's funny. We talked about that last time. Oh, she for sure did it. Believe that. You're the only one that didn't believe it, Caleb. I did. I was being devil's advocate. Both of us didn't know. We had to be informed from your brother. Yes. Not too long ago. Okay. So next time he's on, we'll have that. Because we were both talking bullshit. We actually had some mixed reviews about our conspiracy because we bounced around a little bit more. We should have honed in on one or two. We should have. But... All right. I apologize. Look, we got, apologize. I've got. I've got more people that say that you're wrong. Courtney Love did it. Case well, closed. I, that I'm not disagreeing him. that. I don't know why you're being so on the offense. Like, I'm, I'm against you. I'm like, yeah, I, I got some facts under my belt now. <laughs> Dude, I, I, that was the, that was probably the funniest one. That one in the, fucking, have what? you seen Aliens while you've been out there? Aliens? Yeah. Uh, no comment. No, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What the hell does that mean? I mean, because you're not far from Area 51. You're on that side of the country. You're out in the middle of nowhere. That shit's in Arizona. Yeah, it's pretty not close. far from Colorado. I mean, I understand that, but like... Eh. That's one of the states that makes up like the four squares, right? Yep. Yeah. There's Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, and... Wyoming? No. Wyoming, Wyoming, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably wrong on that. Maybe. Sorry, I had, I had a spurt there. Sorry. <laughs> Get problems with that state. <laughs> All right, I think we kind of digressed a little bit, but. Um, I mean, but, um. What? I can tell you this, this crazy story uh, when I jumped off a snowmobile. What? Okay. Why did you do what? So, what? so I'm with, I'm with uh, Zach, and I'm on the back. And Oscar and Baker are in front of me, and we're going down. So basically, like this run, how most runs go, it would go super steep, and it would kind of flatten out, and keep doing the same thing over and over. And they, Zach was still a beginner. We all trained uh, for the same time then. I think there was like four or five of us that needed to be trained for snowmobiles. Um, and so you have to keep the clutch engaged, and by doing that with the snowmobile is whenever you're braking and you're going downhill, you have to gas it. And that feels like the wrong thing to do because you're flying, you're trying to slow down. But by gassing it, it re-engages the clutch, and then that way you can brake again. Zach didn't know that, and we're flying down, and he's holding down the brake. But not, and, giving... But not giving any gas. And oh, no. so the brake, he it's it stops working, and he's like, 
dude, he, he starts spamming it and he's like pressing, like pressing it just super hard. Picking up speed. Yeah. We're still just like booking it down and I'm on the back of it. just like, Cruising. all right, so, so this is it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. I blood that going out, but I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a be a rad story. It, it just, uh, just another white boy dying on a snowmobile in, yeah. in Colorado. Oh god, no, no one would think twice. So, uh, so he, he ends up like spamming it, and he, he flashes the lights off, and they come back on. And both of us, I I swear, I don't know how, but at the same time, he said, "Bail, bail, bail." That's the exact word that was ringing in my head, and so. He didn't where, say it, but you're thinking. No, 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 he said it, oh, and I oh. was like, I was thinking Bail. he was about to say it. Yeah, yeah, I was like that, you know, just instinct, you know? Now's the time. And, and it makes this, like, really loud, like, sound, which makes it even scarier, because, you know, I never supposed to do that. <laughs> and so we, we both dive off of it, and I felt like I was in a Modern Warfare, the Modern Warfare <laughs> 2 mission. <laughs> Dude, when you're on a snowmobile with, like, a Glock that's full on, just brrrr. That's, how, that's how steep it was. Like, you know that mission? That's what it the felt like. The very end of it where you're going yes. down. Yes, Please At least jump, the snow that you hit yeah. wasn't too hard. It was at least some softer snow. No, there was no snow. It was all ice. Oh, that's, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had no traction regardless. Right. Well, I mean, kind we, of. we could have because the, the way the belts are, they have like a an indention that goes into the snow, like a little sliver that's poked out. But Okay. So we both jump off and... Uh, just through like pure adrenaline, you know, we like slide down and I'm, I'm using my, my, uh, boots, they're called Scarpas and, uh, to like stop myself. And I just see him, he slides and he pops up and he just starts sprinting towards it. And, uh, and it goes out and it flattens out and he ends up going up to it and, uh, shutting it off and we so go, it loses speed and yeah, because, you're able to, oh man. Yeah. Cause when it flattened out, it. Yeah, honestly. So when I you jumped just, and you were... picture that right now, just that... Yeah. Yeah, it was so sick. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it was so sick to oh see. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's... I can see because of the angle of how you hit it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Starts booking. Dude. And the the only reason whenever we jumped off that it kept going... I mean, like, it still would have kept going, but you're technically, whenever we were trained... To have uh, the key has like you know one of those boat like squiggly things. Mm-hmm. It has a, a clip on it, and, and if should... you pop off the clip, it shuts the. G- yeah, the, uh... and you're supposed to connect it to your vest, but we never did because you know we never ex- anticipated yeah. that happening. <laughs> and so I I told Zach about that, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I should have pulled the key out, but nobody can ever think whatever you have." No, when now. you're in that situation, yeah. 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 Oh, the okay. only thing is saving yourself. But yeah, I, I yeah. thought that would be a cool story to share. That is. That's intense. That's a, it was awesome. So, I mean, for me, because I wasn't driving. The thing was, is it's super scary if you uh, if you even dent a car, which happened to my roommate. I recall. Yeah. Or if you uh, tip a sled or ping for going over uh, 20 or, or 25 miles an hour. That's the, the speed limit on the mountain uh, for a snowmobile. You immediately get drug tested for all three of those. If you go over 20 miles an which hour. Which is, I yeah. think... <laughs> a smart practice. Yeah. Hmm. So I, w- I was on the back of it, so I was like, dude, I- I'm just doing whatever he's doing. Like, if we're jumping, we're jumping. <laughs> I- I'm just here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? You're the one driving, yeah. and so you're the one getting tested. Yeah. It goes too fast, so we'll yeah. go, go. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're nearing the end of our uh, podcast for the day, and we'll, uh, we have a new segment to end our podcast That's now, right. and that is a. Caleb's History Corner. Yeah, it was uh, suggested by a couple of like-minded friends, and uh, I thought, you know, that's a pretty cool idea, and um, what they suggested would be to say this day in history. So today, we're recording this on April 21st, 2021. So what do you got for us for today? So I have a couple of things, and I... I just Googled, you know, Today in History, and I sourced this from History.com, so don't think, you know, (laughs) you can fact check me all you want, whatever, but uh, the biggest headline in This Day in History was in April 21st, 2016, legendary musician Prince dies at age 57 due to... That was a rough one, too. Yeah, due to fentanyl overdose. Oof. Yeah, which he battled with early on, and uh, his last album came out in 2015. Hmm. Yeah, so the year before. 
think he was supposed to do it. It was like when Michael Jackson passed away. He was about to start a tour. I think Prince was about to start a, a It was similar fate in, yeah. in a sense, right. And, I mean, we all know Prince. He goes back. Even if you're not a fan, you know of him. And you know mm-hmm. that we cry purple rain. These are purple tears. Purple rain. Purple rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, R.I.P. Prince. The man who turned himself into a symbol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the label company, right? Okay. But um, that, that was the most prevalent one. And then I went into something that, you know, I thought was pretty interesting in terms of history because I studied it. Um, April 21st, 1865. Oh. Yep. It was uh, Abraham Lincoln's funeral train leaves D.C. And so if you don't know this already, this is after the assassination of Lincoln. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, he was already, I believe... I can't recall if he was captured, died, you know. I need to brush up on that. But after, you know, everything was said and done and the nation knew that Lincoln died, there was a mourning because it was right after the Civil War had happened. The slaves were free even though, you know, it was newly accepted that it was law. And so there was a large mourning across the country. And they took his body from a train that started in Washington, D.C. And... uh it took him back to his hometown in Springfield, Illinois. And during that trip, he was stopped to 180 cities. It took a very long time to get to his hometown because whenever they stopped at each location, his coffin was opened and it was put on a horse carriage that was decorated as a hearse. And it was going down a road and anybody who wanted to mourn, they were able to see it right then and there. I feel as if that's that's true mourning that you know, that means and speaks a lot to what he did. Well yes it does, a hundred percent. And I, it's pretty neat to know, you know, some things like that every now and then. But yes it is. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice one. It, Good way to... it it touches on American history that more people should mourn for, you know, real injustice. So Yeah. That's a good way to and the route. Josh, I, I believe so. Thank you for flying all the way from Avon, Colorado. Just to say hello to us. I know, man. Like, what a pleasure. Mm. I, I cannot believe it. Only and for you guys. Only for us? Yeah. I've got a fun tidbit for you, Cleb. What's that? According to our sponsor, Anchor, who we also use to record our podcast, yes. we actually have listeners all the way in the United Kingdom. We have listeners in the UK? We've got listeners in the UK. You're kidding me. It's, no. It's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, don't oh, shit. Don't no, they're do not. That. <laughs> oh, great. No. We lost our flat earthers last week. Now we're gonna lose our British crowd. Great. Oi. But uh, uh Josh, seriously, thank you. Really glad to be here. Talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. No, I love your it was always a pleasure, my brother. You're welcome anytime on here, man. And uh it was good to see you for the short time you're here. So. Single ladies, hit us up. As we say every week, even if you're from the UK, hit us yeah. up. We'll take a play. I'll fly out there. Yeah, <laughs> say what's up. Yeah. But, uh, y'all, this has been another week of the Easy, Easy Speaking, Speaking Podcast. Podcast. And I'm Alex. And I'm Caleb. And thank you for listening. And that was Josh, I think. Yeah, I was in there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Roxy was even in there this oh, week. Yeah. She yawned like twice. <laughs> thank uh, y'all. Yep. Do this again next week. Bye bye. <laughs>